0: At the time, there were no Christians at all in the Kurds. They had no country, they had no church, and that's when God spoke to us and said, I've prepared you for a time
1: such as this. Welcome to Connections with Rich and Bobby. Hi, I'm Rich, Rich Homeris.
2: And I'm Bobby, Bobby Hamlin. Now, in our concluding visit with Kirk Legacy, he's sharing about his wife Jane and their call to serve God by reaching out to the nomadic Kurdish people along the war-torn region of the Turkish-Iraqi border and how the Lord had prepared a surprising, life-changing event for them.
1: 1991 was when the Gulf War was beginning, and that was a pretty... uh, tense area of the world to, uh, to be in, particularly as an American. How was that for you to, uh, to be there? Did you feel like at any moment a bullet could come flying your way, or did you really feel that the Lord had your back and that you were under his protection?
0: Well, I've always felt that when you're in the center of God's will, you're in the safest place there is. We really knew that God wanted us to be there. He had prepared us by giving us a heart for the Kurds, and the Kurds welcomed us warmly. They used to say, Tu Brayamin, you are my brother. So we felt the Kurds that were around us uh, loved us, in a sense, and received us warmly. I wouldn't say the same for the, the Turkish military or the Iraqi military or other entities, but certainly the ones who we engaged mostly with were very receptive toward us.
2: Now, I heard you share that at one point a father came to you with a very urgent request about his two young daughters. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that story?
0: Yeah, this man had been injured in the Iran-Iraq War, and he had some fragments of grenade that were still in his, his skull. So he had a lot of injuries, but he had these two little daughters whom he could no longer take care of. And he had left them with an Arab family in the city of Zakho, which is an Iraqi city right near the border of Turkey, then he'd come across into turkey and that's where we met him and he did ask me to go check on his daughters and i did
2: how old were they
0: one and two and a half wow so they were babies you know and uh, the one-year-old was in fact starving and the doctor that examined her said uh you know she'll probably live another day unless oh. somebody intervenes immediately so i went back to my wife who was in eastern turkey at the time, and. and little apartment that we were renting. And I told her it was like midnight. I, said, I woke her up, said, look, these two little girls are over across the border in Iraq and uh, they're starving. And unless somebody helps them, you know, the little one's gonna die for sure. Then I went to work that day in the refugee camp. And when I by the time I came home at five o'clock, she was at the door with a couple of boxes with MREs You know, we had Italian, French, and American MREs. What are MREs? A meal ready to eat. It's what the soldiers were provided for the Iraq uh, conflict. And they all left, but they left all their food there. So that's what we were surviving on. We brought that and some sheets to tear up into diapers. Wow. And some apple juice, and we moved across the border into Iraq.
2: Was there any danger in that?
0: I suppose. I mean... We were camped out with the 434th U.S. Army Reserves. So there were U.S. soldiers all around us where we were camping and where, where they had set up these huge transit camps. There's a, always an element of danger. I mean, because you hear gunfire at night and because there was, like, there was a riot at the border one time. There was another evening when all kinds of bullets erupted and fired. Uh, we didn't know it. It was a celebration of sorts. The Kurds were celebrating an anniversary of an uprising. But, you know, from us, it sounded like World War III had broken out, you know? Wow. So we were just kind of hovered on the floor against the concrete walls, waiting until it all ceased.
1: Was the uh, mother not in the picture of these uh, two uh,
0: little girls? The birth father told us that Saddam had bombed our village and the mother had died, and that the grandparents had died. Normally, uh, uh, children who, are, who need care would be left with a relative, but he assured us there were no relatives that were living. And uh, then we agreed to, to take care of them. Hopefully, that they would be reunited with him. But then after a couple of weeks, he said that he didn't want them brought to him. He asked us if we would adopt them. I thought that was impossible. Everybody told us it was impossible. We had done preliminary work for adoption about a year before that, but we were in eastern Turkey, in Iraq. We had no idea that, you know, adoption there would be a, even a possibility. They had no identification papers. They were in Iraq, we were in Turkey, but we were residents of Germany, and we were U.S. citizens. It was pretty complicated.
2: How did it unfold? How did you end up with these little girls?
0: Well, after he asked us to adopt them, uh, I said, well, we'll need to go to an attorney and have him draw up papers. Long story short, he did. They were signed. We were given the right to adopt. However, we still had to get him across borders. I had to go to the Minister of the Interior of Turkey to get permission for them to come into Turkey and then get permission from the Minister of the Interior of in Germany for them to come to Berlin and then from U.S. immigration for them to come to San Jose. Wow, what a
1: surprise, and yet what a miraculous thrill to see God's hand of intervention in not only Kirk and Jane's lives, but also for these two young babies.
2: Yes, such a beautiful example of, if it's God's plan, it's unstoppable. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to connect with you. You can friend us on Facebook, post on Instagram, or tweet us on Twitter.
1: Also, if you're enjoying this feature, we'd love to have you subscribe to our podcast on this platform you're currently using, or any of the others like iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, to name a few.
2: You can also listen to us on a smart speaker. Simply say, Alexa, Siri, or Hey Google... Play the podcast Connections with Rich and Bobby.
1: Also, you can email us at connect2 that's the number two Rich and Bobby, Bobby spelt with an I at gmail.com. Now, let's return to this inspiring talk with Kirk Legacy.
2: Now, this is a whole life-changing event for you to take on two babies is uh, something that will affect your whole life. Was that a hard decision for you, or uh, how did your wife feel about that as well?
0: When we married, we didn't think we'd ever have kids. Men, particularly who are born with cystic fibrosis, are sterile. So we knew from the get-go we're not going to have kids. In fact, when she married me, she thought I might be alive for five years. She's a very brave woman. but after it became apparent that i was going to live a while she asked me once you know have you ever thought of adopting kids and i said no (laughs) and she said uh, wisely she's a very wise woman she said would you be willing to pray about it now how can anybody say no i'm not going to pray about it so i said okay sure So we prayed about it. and It was about a three-year process until I came to the point where I said, you know, God has really put the desire in my heart, too, to have children. So then we began pursuing adoption channels, and it all fell apart.
2: Because God had something else in mind. Yeah, he had yeah, two little girls waiting yeah. for you.
0: Two little Kurdish yeah. girls, <laughs> sisters, yes. Indeed. And this this full
1: story is uh, in a book that you put together that you wrote called Between Iraq and a Hard Place. Uh, do you want to share a little bit about your book and um, how people could uh, get that book if they want to go in depth about uh, what we've been talking about?
0: I was keeping journals throughout all of these experiences. And I was also writing Email had had come about, and so we were sending emails to our parents and friends asking for prayer. So it was all pretty well documented, even some of the conversations. And then years later, I decided to put that together into one book. So many people who heard our story said, you've got to write a book. You've got to tell that story. Just so amazing, all the things that God has done. And so we decided to complete the book together. My wife helped me edit it. And um, we just published it with uh, Christian Faith Publishing. It's available on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. So uh, most anywhere where books are available Yeah, today. They, they told me 40,000 outlets or some crazy thing. But anyway, people could buy it online. Sure. That's great.
1: Great.
2: And we'll give that contact information again at the end of the interview. But um, let's go on a little bit. Now you're back in the US. Uh, have you retired, or is the Lord still using you in other ways?
0: Well, I think we'll always be used by the Lord, uh, regardless of our profession or location. And um, currently, I'm deeply involved in a class called Perspectives. Perspectives on the World Christian Movement, and it's taught at various churches. I coordinated it at my church last year. It's uh, 15 weeks long, or three-hour lessons, It's a life-changing class. It really helps a person understand God's role in humanity Mm -hmm. and our role in knowing Him and fulfilling His purposes.
1: And that's uh, for those that are attending to uh, find their perspective
0: on life? Yeah, understanding the different perspectives of, of, of history in the world. There's a biblical perspective on humanity and creation and our existence. There's also a historical perspective when you see what has happened in the world Christian movement uh, with the planning of churches and agencies and, you know, schools and hospitals all around the world. Then there's the the whole cultural aspect of uh, that perspective. There are Buddhists and Muslims and Hindus and animists in different parts of the world. Uh, you know, what are the strategies to to love these people and to bring them into a relationship with Jesus? So this course kind of encapsulates all of that.
2: Such wonderful lessons for all of us in all of that. Thank you so much for sharing so much today. And may the Lord bless you and all your ministries. And we want to do more than that, don't we, Rich?
1: We always close out our podcast by uh, praying. So uh, everyone that's tuned in, would you join us as well? Gracious Heavenly Father, we just thank you for Kirk and uh, the many ways that you've used him, Lord, to just to reach out and to uh, break down barriers and to uh, take those steps of faith, whether it's been through uh, physical challenges that he's had and you've uh, carried him through, or whether it's uh, going out into the mission field and to approach a people like the Kurds that You were with he and his wife, Lord, and uh, you are with each of us, Lord. So as we come to you, Lord, we just thank you, knowing that your ever-presence is with us. We just thank you, Lord, and we praise your holy name, knowing that you will never leave us nor forsake us. So bless this time, Lord, to your glory, to your honor, and to your praise. In Christ Jesus' name we pray, amen.
2: We've been visiting with Kirk Legacy, hearing about his life and work among the Kurdish people along the border of Turkey and Iraq. And we've only scratched the surface of this thrilling story that's told in great detail in Kirk's book, cleverly entitled, Between Iraq and a Hard Place. That's Between the Country Iraq and a Hard Place, published by Christian Faith Publishers and is available online and at most book outlets.
1: Yes, It's a captivating testimony of one's obedience to God's call to serve. Now, if you've enjoyed this feature, we'd love to have you subscribe to our podcast, Connections with Rich and Bobby. It would be so nice having you tune in regularly and invite others to listen as well. And
2: as we were mentioning, you can also listen to us on smart speakers. You simply say, depending on what kind you have, Alexa, Siri, or Hey Google, play the podcast Connections with Rich and Bobby. And also, you can join us on social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.
1: If you have any questions or comments you'd like to share, you may email us at connect2 that's the number two rich and Bobby, Bobby spelt with an I at gmail.com. This is Connections, connecting with one another, as Romans 1 verse 12 says, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. So we thank you for listening, and remember, tell others and spread the word.
2: And don't forget to join us next time on Connections with Rich and Bobby.